Episode 3. Chapter 5. As weeks turn into months, it was almost the next summer of the following year after the final examinations and schools were closed as form A's. Matata and his friend Sebe had good times as friends and bit older than before. Remember those days form A's tend to be well grown up people compared to these current years. It was Y2K, year 2000, hot summer. It was a midsummer day and everyone was uneasy and perturbed by the severe heat of the hot weather. Only kids and teenagers were enjoying their season on one of the famous place a kilometer away from the village. Hamametsi, mother of water, as it is still be called today. It was only named as it was seen as the only place with lot of water to rescue the whole village including the nearby villages, Hakotso. It is situated at the hillside between Lakoting and west side of Maludi Adventist Hospital. It always seen greener every summer with different shrubs, trees and all other types of flowers combined with slippery waters flowing up or hill down to a safer space where kids used to cool down their body in hot summer days. Multitude of kids used to be seen snaking down the different roads to join others on the same hill with a huge but shore up dam with small trees around, allowing kids to rescue themselves with their branches. Parents always around as their spot to wash their blankets and dry them on nice beautiful rocks in the place. It was shiny, hot and dry as the summer was on its pick. Matata and Sebenzile went to the place with the hope that they will find other people as it should be in that unwarranted heart. They pushed on and on till they got there. Matata. Why it's so quiet today? No one is here. What if I wouldn't say any but say it is fine? Matata discovered at the end of his statement, his unexpected words halted her rapid thought to departure. Had she heard him correctly? She turned and her puzzled eyes encountered Matata's inscrutable, serious ones. What did you say Matata? I think you heard me Sebe. Don't toy with me Matata, who said I want to swim with you alone? Do you want to see me alone? You are so silly. I never play with you Sebe, unless I choose the game and assured of victory an arrogant half-smile turned up the corners of his mouth at her chastising tone as he born with that. You are a boy used to getting his way Matata smile that was seen on her face eased his mind again as she wanted to go back home. She slowly walked back until she was standing behind Matata's back as he was sitting at the edge of the dam and his feet deepened in the water. What do you want in return? Matata stood and slowly, deliberately walked until he was standing in front of her, so close that their bodies were almost touching. She resisted a strong impulse to turn and run, or more disturbingly, take the few steps necessary to bring them breast to breast. She faced him unwaveringly as she waited apprehensively before her response. Her eyes roamed over Matata from head to toe, leisurely, thoroughly. Her blatant inspection made him feel as if he was a piece of prime meat she was preparing to devour with that wicked, pleasure-evoking mouth of her. Her heart began to beat erratically, but not from fear, from another just a strong emotion. Something only you can give me. She tilted her head up his tall frame staring at him uneasily. Which is what? Matata continued to subject her to his slow, highly disturbing scrutiny, eyes lingering unnecessarily long on her moist, slightly parted lips, before lifting to meet her eyes once again. His thorough examination was more disquieting than anything Sebe could have imagined he could say, however, his next words proved her wrong. Let's make sex, Sebe. He truthfully answered. He was unblinking and serious as he continued staring into her huge, horrified eyes. After a few seconds of pregnant silence, he laughed out loud at her apparent, absolute shock. He knew his declaration was the last thing she had expected to hear, it was honestly the last thing he had expected to utter. She didn't make a move as his brief laughter reverberated in the deafeningly quiet office before silencing again. He made no further attempt at speech and she was unable to formulate anything remotely akin to intelligent occurrence, therefore, she stared at him. 
When she finally found her voice it was hushed and strained, you can't be serious. Else I am going to tell my sister. You are so silly Matata. I am playing. Sebe. Please don't do it. My sister will beat me severely. Matata was afraid and scared to hear she said that. He never forget the day, hence why he even still remember it today. They had to change their subject which Matata even did not know how he managed to convince her not to tell her sister and his. But they spend that day playing together till late though he was still anxiously spending the day that she might tell their sisters of what happened to her. Chapter 6 The following week was unfortunate to close friends. Friends of a different sex can last even longer than the same tribe though there was always a huge challenge o communication between them, boys and girls always have their different ways of commanding their utterances and word usage. But at the end of the day, both were friends. It was the week which brought misery and loneliness to them especially Matata who had his goals and objectives with his friends. He no longer had any friend besides Sebeyat, a next-door girl, who he never thought they could be far from each other so soon. It was Friday, 2000 when Sebe told him her mother had arrived to take them with her to the place he never forgot, Ferenahing, South Africa. It was a disappointing day to hear her say. It couldn't ever be the same hours of the day to him. They spend the whole late hours of Friday at Matata's place. Sebenzile did not stop telling him about her happiness to be away and spend time with her mother. She had never been with her mother for years. It was a bitter pill to Matata and he did not understand the exact theory Sebe was trying to convey because it made him even worse. Neither only the loneliness of being away from him nor a way that no one to play in a company with, but the boredom that his secret admirer was going far away from him. Her final utter of the day. You are going to accompany me to Darabay Matata. Am I right? The avowal that dug even deeper in his mind, he helplessly agreed since it was a normal episode to accompany each other when one of them had an away day. Wasn't that appalling to both of them though one was happy to be a mama's kid? It happens to everyone to be sad to kiss a friend goodbye. It is always a natural feeling to miss a beloved even before a goodbye kiss. He woke up the next morning from a sleep filled with nightmares and broken by causeless dismay, to find me in the room family members use. Already warm and well up in the sky, the sun sent its rays across the blossoming hops and through the small escorted panes of the window passing through the holes of the broken door. Different movements were heard outside. Who do you think were? Matata's sister was on her feet by his mattress. He was shocked to see her at close range. She had been wakening him up and looked knocked for six to him that Matata was still sleeping. Come, get up. Dazed, Matata made as if he got up but stretched his arms and feet. He was genuinely tired as he never slept well that night. Matata slowly got up from the mattress and dressed, he carefully put on his shoes, with his little vest and huge red trousers then went outside. Everyone was at work. When he saw once more the great open shack, at the neighboring yard, of which they had so often thought off there in the coating, he recalled those days they used to have fun with Sebe there and the long hours spent had played out there, between the heat of the road and the sparks from the forge that glittered in the middle of the black dust. Matata felt a sudden flood of tenderness. He thoughtfully imagining those days that he was going to miss from the very Saturday he was in. Matata found himself sitting on the bench he used to seat familiarizing himself with the morning puff of air from the forty winks as it is a routine he used to run through on weekends. At last, his sister made up her mind to speak. Bro, she said, let's go to the fields and fetch some wood twigs so that we will cook breakfast unlike putting yourself on this hot sunshine like lizards. She indicated the little forest down in the Donga, separated Lakoting into two parts, everyone goes through the same Donga to Maybatang High School from the Darabane bus stop, which lay beyond, filled with sunshine and some huge trees. They both went down to fetch some though it was not Matata's likes at the moment of will of his sister. 
it also better for the best cook sister to always cook. They went to get with then came back presumably around 10 o'clock in the morning. It all went well in the forest trying with his sister who always meant a lot to him. She had been the right person for him to settle with though Matata could not ask everything. It has been a hefty pulling wood. But it was his wish to get home in time to see if Sebe and the family were still there. Hey! Matata! I have been looking for you at your place but you were not there. Mum said we are going to leave here at noon. Said Sebenzile with a deep breath. It was Sebe with a huge smile as it seemed she has been waiting for the day to leave the country where her best friend and neighborhood boy was living. As he was not neither deaf, dumb, blind nor dead Matata could appreciate that she was a very good-looking woman and appreciative in nature, but he wasn't interested in on that but the fact that she was leaving put him on the dark corner. He was unfavorably hurt. But it would be bad if he did not bid her farewell. Hey you Sebe. What are saying? In fact Matata was not good at all but pretending to be a best friend ever. Matata. You seem unhappy. What the problem is? She asked and continues, or is there anything bad I did to you yesterday? Nothing much Sebe, it's just that I am tired from fetching wood with my sister. Okay. I wanted to let you know that we will be leaving at 12. Please I need your company to Darabane. She said and then left as her mother was calling her. The remaining two hours went as if it was just five minutes of the average time. It was the hectic time to consider worth but useless in his life. Matata promised to accompany her but due to upheaval in his head, he thought of going elsewhere so that he couldn't see her leave the place. But at the same time, he couldn't let her go without farewell. He even regretted the time he wasted bullying her when she wanted to greet and telling him the perfect time she was leaving. Matata could have paid much attention to Sebe. Maybe she would have made him glad to stay half an hour or so and they could chat. Matata quickly prepared water to take a quick bath so that Sebe would find him ready to accompany her. It took Matata almost an hour to finish off everything and get ready. But he preferred to stay in the room for some time as he was alone trying to catch up with his mindset. It was so comfortable that he didn't know what happened but only woke up seeing a big shot holding his forehead with a soft mild hand. It was Sebe. She indicated with her soft small eyes that she was ready to have a ride with Matata to the bus stop. Are you ready Matata going with me now? Mum and sister are already gone. Let's hurry up to get to them. Matata only concurred with his head from a deep nod then jumped off the single bed. Sebe hurriedly gave him a huge hug which brought Matata into surprise as it was not his expectations. She lastly kissed his cheek. Sebe gave him a spectacular kiss, then, without letting Matata go, said, I waited until we were here to tell you I want you to be a boyfriend. It was a whole new day to him as it was the first time that happened to both of them kissing each other. It also arose the feeling that he was going to miss her for good. Sebe was briskly holding Matata. It was a tense moment indeed to both of them but particularly Matata who was a very great admirer of his neighborhood girl. He started to work up the moral courage to broach the subject with her. They had to go faster to draw alongside her parents and broke off with her if necessary, but she decided to wait until Matata tried to loosen her off. He finally managed to and left the room as both her sister and mother was calling to her. Matata and Sebenzile went expeditiously without any much talk as they were late for a bus that was waiting for Sebenzile to leave. She was gone. Maybe for good, no one knows. How long should it take Matata to see Sebenzile again? Maybe as a grown-up woman? The first kiss in their lives, what did it mean to them? Was that a mere kiss to expect from anyone? No one would have answered them besides her but she was gone to clear off the dark tunnel with no end. Matata went straight home with those unreciprocated doubts which none would answer aside from the one which was meant for, Sebe and her mom. His mind was full of treasured moments they once had together though it now changed to be the weapon to in his thoughts.
Still, he did not think can be the same as before. But Matata could not forget amongst those plays they used to with Sebenzile, a play that brought him in to be a secret admirer and childish sweetheart of Seve, who didn't know anything about it. Can you still remember that play when both genders would make a huge, one was singing one song, Senyama which is normally meant who wanna be my partner? It is sung by the one who was encircled if ever was a boy would see a girl who he liked at the moment, if ever girl also likes the same boy she will hug and dance in the circle for a minute or so. The partners would leave the stage. A volunteered candidate followed the same activities. Matata then used to choose Sebe who she never denied his proposal though she used to deny other boys. The same game made Matata feel like to her more and more. Those memories of the game always clicked in Matata's minds. The first time Matata and Sebenzile played at selecting each other and many other boys as Sebenzile was the one introducing that play to Matata. Everything about the game was still fresh and envisaged as though it was played yesterday. Chapter 7 Hours, days, weeks, months, and years passed without seeing Sebe, everything about her was just a memory without a solid and beggaring description of her living in South Africa, whether she was still alive or dead. There was none of the communication breathing. But life was supposed to carry on as usual. People came in Matata's life and passed, some added value to him as friends and antagonists but life carried on as if nothing was challenging happened to his life journey. Matata started some other affairs at an early age at Maypatang High School. It was on his 17 years when he was old enough to worm his way in beloved church unions, Lesotho Catholic Youth Movement, LCYM, at Sion Parish at Maypatang. The union which was comprised of both genders which were seen attended by all matured individuals and seemed responsible to the church service every Sunday. Matata was tranquility adopted life in the society though he had been one of a closet impish young boy in the group. But at last the legendary of the group, Valentinus, fought hard to battle in with such behaviors of every member at those times. Valentinus was so dedicated to the society that no one of the members could just fall in love with in the group so easily. His strong-looking eyes none of the members could forget at that time. When a boy could try to propose any of the group's teenagers, most of their answers would be. What will Mr. Valentinus say? I fear him because everyone knows he will just burst out in our gathering if he can know about our affair. It seemed unfair and boring for every boy in the group. They even called him with names, he is gay. How could a man like him not dating? Through all those with the defiant Matata in the group, lived according to standards and responsibilities of the group. Like any other teenager, the heart poured out to one of the famous members who was the respect of her assertiveness and a well-reasonable one during the group discussions. Maria was that grown-up woman who was just humbled open book at those times. She was a null student who rarely seen in society because of her studies. She was more advanced compared to a teenage boy, Matata. But the non-compliant he was brought the feeling on the naughtiest teenagers who wanted to be seen as a man with his secret group of boys. At one point the union was supposed to hold a practice game of men's soccer for their next month's competitions, choral, and other sports competitions. Members were in the union, eating some of the famous sugar cookies from the Darabane. Men had allowed friendly choral on who was supposed to be a keeper of the day. The argument was so noisy that it brought the attention of a group of girls who were busy gossiping. Maria was one of them. No, guys don't ever force Matata to be a goalkeeper here. I remember we used to use Valentinus on the post but because he can stand for himself, now you are taking advantage of this little cute boy. If he refused, don't force him to play what he doesn't like. Else don't field him in your starting 11 Maria exploded from nowhere. They all had no say to her. Everyone seemed surprised. Hey. Maria, why are you so out of order now? Replied Valentinus from the group softly unlike they always know him. Everyone was laughing. Who were they laughing, 
Valentinus or Maria? They could laugh neither Valentinus nor Maria. Instead the boldness Valentinus was replying a stubborn one lady in a group of men. That was a surprise to them and even to Maria could have a sense of inferior after her explosion. Matata started seeing confident when he saw he had his back up to deny being a goalkeeper. It seemed his denial worked for him as Maria swept the men's minds into a new topic forgetting about Matata being on the goalposts. The game went on without Matata who hoped to play on the field with the position he treasured most, right back defense. It was normally called the second quarter. It was on his unfortunate that there were more people more than him who played well. Being on the bench for a friendly game showed him everything wasn't going right with him and the rest of the Elsim soccer players. The game played more than 90 minutes with seeing the coach of the day calling him to replace any of their players. The coach was unfair, he was hoping to see himself playing on that friendly game, but it didn't happen as expected. Life is not always going slickly as people can expect. Matata was the first person going in their changing room to put off soccer attire back to his while others were conveyed in celebrating their victory with Elsim girls. It was a bad day for Matata. He was blank and darkens inside. Matata hated soccer that Sunday, Sunday which turned him a dreamer who dreams impossibilities. Matata, why didn't you join us after the game? You seemed down after the game, what's happening? Girl's voice behind him while he was busy fastening his white training shoes. With a little shock, Matata got up to see who was speaking. Wow. Sister. Nothing much. I wanted to take off those clothes. Matata. Sister. You remember was not born yesterday. Even my ages also are enough to read young minds of young people like you. Was there anything wrong they have done or said to you about my interruption during that argument? Maria persisted, I think Mr. Joel didn't field you because of a little dirty game I played to them. And I'm sorry if you are angry with me and the rest of the team. Maybe they were angry too. Just calm down and have fun with us man. Take this. Why can't go and buy those biscuits you like with cream? She gave Matata some banknotes. That was Matata's regain of happiness for the day while Maria went back to her friends too. Life sometimes can be easy and nice with a little scratch of banknotes. Matata's happiness was restored and felt on top of them all with his biscuits and a change in his pocket. What did that mean to a small boy like Matata to care for by one of the Union senior sisters? The sister protected him from the forceful atmosphere from elder brothers. Lately, after the game, he was given a banknote. True oneness within the Union is its mission. Everything finally was perfect for Matata after everything he has been offered. He was back to be a normal mood. His angriness was just history. The day went smoothly as nothing has happened to Matata. Friendship sometimes comes from small unexpected things. From that day Matata and senior sister Aria, were friends. They were so into each other that everyone belonged to Matata, a minor group of boys, though they were dating. But that none existed. Matata always accompanied his elder friend every weekend after Saturday's severe choral practice and Sunday service to High Erwan, Maria's place about three kilometers away from their church. One Saturday Matata's friend announced that she was going with him to his place at Lakoting. She wanted to meet Matata's sisters though she knew them at distance. That was the day. That's where Matata met had realized he met the best friend, a friend who was more than Sebenzile who in a minute being his girlfriend. Maria was a librarian with a secret. She knew and had more experience of everything Matata was trying to surprise her. Underneath her prim and proper skin, she was more alive with a passionate castle in the air ranging from being pleasured invented story and factual fairy tale from her experiences. All brought light to her little friend. Matata was expecting to be bored out of his mind because he didn't want Maria to know where he lived. It was negligible as it was he thought. 
But as they frequently shared laughs and took some pictures with Maria's phone, Maria surprised Matata by revealing how much she, too, shared in her spirit of imagination and fun. At the end of the day, Matata was excited and had a good moment together. They both enjoyed their moment to meet with the little boy's sisters. I have a kind of a secret, Matata said, abashed. What is it? She asked, stroking his head. I live in a kind of dream world. I want to see myself living in a huge house with tap outside and electricity in the house with TV. As for now, I live in my dream environment with an unfinished dream also, he spoke slowly, hesitantly, don't we all? Um, mine is kind of different, she laughed wryly, I guess I got into the habit of doing this, as a way of coping with the loneliness, but I have these fantasy dazes. Fantasy what's? Matata asked. She laughed through her tears. Matata was so surprised to see tears of laughter rolling down his friend's cheeks. I like to pretend I've got this awesome life when I was the same age as you. It took me years to let my friends knew when I was living, your twisting story makes me see and feel you think I'm going to judge your home. I am a grown-up girl dear. I know that life has not always been as we expected. That is your mother's house, not yours. So you will build the house of your dreams. Hi Aaron is not my place to stay too but I'm confident that I live there with my beloved parent and my brothers and sister-in-law, she paused and continued, visiting my best friends is what I always do to them. I like to know their place because you'll never know where life will put us tomorrow, it's just, something I like to do. Matata nodded with understanding, I get it. You've got an awesome mind's eye. Oh, I suppose so, she said airily, then laughed. It's how you coped, he said soothingly, I get it and thank you, he said wrapping her arms in his pockets. I'm so glad you understand. I'm so glad you didn't freak out, Sakel reared her head in surprise, and then a look of pleasure crossed her face. I'm not, replied Matata. Now? Why are you thanking me? asked Maria. Yes, really, I had to thank you to try to make me see myself in a different way I used to do, he laughed. You are breathtaking. You are facially looking smart Matata. Always try to accept who you always are she said, her voice suddenly husky, I'd like to see how I perform in real life, wouldn't you? Her smile returned. I would love that above all else, he said. So? Matata did carry on replying to everything. He saw how grown up he could be around his older friend, unlike teenage ones. They both went to Matata's place enjoying every moment they were sharing. Fortunately, Matata's sister was at home, everything went smoothly as unexpected by the boy, Maria and his sister knew each other though they were not friends at all. They were even enjoying themselves more Matata could do. Guys I see my time come to an end with you today, remember I'm a rural sister. I think you can both accompany me then. Said Maria persuasively. Huh. Just as you can see. I'm a father and a mother of the house. None can cook if ever I can ignore it. This friend of yours is stubborn of them all when it comes to cooking. No sister, why can you make me such a bad person to her? They burst open with laughter while Matata and Maria were queuing past the door followed Matata's sister, Mafusi. Enjoy your stay sister. Hopefully, we will meet next time having more fun. Thank you Miss C. That was Maria's last name. Matata went together with the three quarters of her journey. It was a really enjoyable friendship of the day for both of them. It was already late that they had to hurriedly go straight to Maria's home though Matata didn't get to her home. Matata and Maria were becoming even more into each other as real friends one ever saw with their union, hence why most members thought they fell for each other. That was just irony. But still, life had to carry on as though they never heard any rumor gyrating within the same group they belonged to it. 
It was that 2002 when Matata was trying to be a boyfriend by name though someone he thought he was falling for would not feel his presence most of their time. Some of them were just to engage his mind as a gentleman like other teenagers. Most of them were just to make him feel welcome to the group he used to hang with. That still exists even in the current worst teenagers make use of the same, pleasing and finding the way to be appreciated in a particular group they wanted. Some end up destroying their educational mentality because of seeking to be appreciated. Looking at the broad spectrum of the world nowadays love was just the hiding place of most teenagers to earn themselves money for their pockets at school. Those two had been happening some decades ago to hide in the name of love and other to fulfill our desire for most of the girls at school though currently, it is even more than that, teenagers are more on luxuries effects, latest touchscreen phones, and nice night outings. All those tend to destroy the value of the teenagehood of a kid. It is now a common phenomenon to hear young girl gossiping or freely telling her friends of her outing to Lesotho son with her sugar daddy working at Club de Les Physical Fitness. It is not a surprise again hearing a high school boy calling her mother age mate, his babe, to collect him after school at Darabane. All those are the signs of how love has been misused in this world of the living dead. It was just a comparison of the present moments with the past decades. How will the world be in another 20 years to come? How will be those grandchildren in their 20s? Will parents be able to have good responsibility to them? Surely, life goes faster than it can be imagined.